Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. I cannot wait for this. As you know, what we do here at Threads is once our guest presents, we and I accept their presentation, and I hold it in reverence and with all honor and respect, because they have offered themselves to us that we may journey with them and learn of who they are so that we can all become better human spirits while we are here on this planet. We have Charlene here with us, and she is going to tell us all the wonderful things that she has created. And then, boy, are we going to get some juicy stuff. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. (laughs) Thank you. I am so honored and grateful to be here, finally. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It has been a little journey behind the back scenes that... um, Uh, has brought us to today. So we are excited that we're here. Talk to the people, introduce yourself to them and let them know what you've got. (laughs) Holy moly. Well, so I have many names and Charlene is one of them. My birth name is Jasmine and my Cherokee name is Blue Swan and my performance name is Wonky Tonk and Charlene is the latest separation that I've needed to make to keep everything clear. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I like to put them out there because it helps get them out of my head so I can look at them. Yes. Um, I am from Covington, Kentucky, and I primarily, as as we spoke just a little bit earlier in in the other ether, um, creation... Music is my vehicle mm-hmm. that somehow I've ended in this world driving that one. But yeah. Yeah. the creation is this holding, I call them playgrounds. So holding space through being able to be a conduit in music, a vulnerability to allow others to play and remember how to play, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like this kind of world is something that could understand what that is the music world has no idea what i'm talking about so i just have to play play music (laughs) which i i call is my brita filter the way i take all of the world and process it they're my meditations Mm -hmm. they're my angels and just so happen to be the only thing that the general world can also see as a tangible reverence so i'm creating all the time whether it be 
how right now my coffee mug is turned at a particular angle in relationship to the salt lamp, which is, and it will move throughout this conversation yeah. because I will yeah. move throughout this conversation. But every time intentionally, every time compositionally. <laughs> um, and so the short and long of it is music is my vehicle and all I do is create. Um, I call it dancing. The creation is the dancing because if I, if I stop dancing, the wave comes on top of me. Yeah. But if I continue to dance, I'm always riding the wave. And, and that is, I think, what living is. It's, that's the state of everything to remember how to dance, swim, ride the wave. Don't I, let it ride you. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm a musician as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I play bass and um one of the bands that we had uh we played uh, really original stuff but it was different stuff, but stuff that I loved. And um the best way that they can classify us was indie music. And um I loved it because uh, we would play all these different uh, bars and clubs and stuff like that. And I remember there's one particular place that I love to play because of this one gentleman. And uh, the place would be packed, but this older gentleman would come in and he would find his corner. And as soon as we began to play, our music was more of um, meditative, all kinds of stuff. We would just do things. I would see this man uh, hook into the music. And as we began to play, I would see him. I would watch him and I studied him after. So I knew his habit. He would start to just start rocking. And then next thing you know, in a few minutes, he's dancing in this corner, this this little old man. And I wasn't interested in all the other hundreds. I didn't care. But I would face this man and I was playing for him because I knew that uh, he something spiritual beyond just the hearing of the music and drinking uh, with you know the alcohol and stuff was going on that in that corner there was something else and so I played for him so when you talk about the music aspect of it and the dance I know how it is because um, I, I love dancing I'll, I'm in my house by myself I put on my music and and I'm dancing and uh, spinning around, enjoying life. So I love that type of. Um, it's something different, Charlene. It, it there's a um, a kiddish expression that is beyond words that take place when one dances because of the energy and the power amongst that. And I'll I'll tell you later on my um, as we get into this conversation. I'll tell you what. I think music has, and and I'll explain it to you as we go by. So I want you to talk to me about, um, here is this beautiful baby, mom and dad grabbed her from the hospital. They kisses, 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 and everyone is gone. It takes you home. And I, I, people have heard me talk about the lab. That's home. It's a lab. They, they drop you off and they put you in this little cage for uh, until you grow up. Get out of the cage. And so to me, it, it's a, like a metaphor that they put us into this container and they begin to program us within this container. You have your little cage that you move around, you spin around, and eventually you climb out of the cage. And it's a metaphor for me of life that um, they program us and. And then eventually, if we choose to take the journey, we will then begin to climb out of our cave. Talk to me in your family's life as how was that dynamics amongst mom and dad and you? <laughs> what a beautiful question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel even as you describe that, that that's mm, not scenario, but... One, I love a reframe. I love that conceit of the laboratory that feels very correct. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of dynamics, my mom and my dad had me very young, mm -hmm. not on purpose and separate, um, to this day. Mm. And, and when I feel down to the deep down of it, ever since I had memory of thought mm -hmm. right just like yeah. that i can remember being being as like 
these people would have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> Nobody does. And, and I think that was very fortunate for being in that laboratory and being in that cage. I always knew it was not my cage and not my laboratory. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I've had many discussions, especially lately, about chosen family mm-hmm. and blood family, um, ancestral wounds, yeah. all the things. Yeah. And that dynamic as I'm learning, I know one of my first memories was looking at my mother and knowing I never wanted to be anything like this. Not that it was bad, Mm -hmm. but that it was not me. Mm -hmm. It was something, and that somehow I had a choice and the responsibility to understand what that was and, and swim towards it. Um, and, and as I get older, reflecting with them, I feel very grateful for the laboratory that they are in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with me for, I am my favorite, favorite, favorite subject. It is <laughs> such a wonderful moment when triggers happen. Cause now I've, I've, I caught like stringies. I'm always trying to pull it even finer, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll hear myself and then immediately react. Not react, but reflect. It's like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's weird. What part is that? And 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 to begin to look at that, where my mother and my father still they're getting they're approaching being able to understand that that is maybe possible for some other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're still mm-hmm. they're yeah. still in their laboratories, yeah. and yeah. I'm grateful for that because it is blood and such a close reflection. But then also for me recognizing that my own personal laboratory is that I want to pick them up out of it, but they need to experiment their way through it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's been the biggest, the library, the cage, the relationship has been sort of because I can see it, do I have responsibility to do anything and learning that Mm -hmm. love isn't necessarily masculine action that can be that feminine just... I believe in you, and I'm yeah. dancing. I know that's more yeah. ethereal than, I don't know, I feel like I don't have, I could go through poignant little moments, but I feel yeah. like it, the trauma has been more from uh, society and the programming of my family and me, but I, to, to be under the constraints and always going, yeah, but says who, and don't we, the, mm-hmm. this isn't, this isn't all, and how do we create from it? Where where there are walls, where are where can we play and find windows yeah. and doors? Um, and that's just a continual, beautiful source of reflection. And and I'm like I said, I mean, science is my favorite thing, and science yeah. being to me everything that that yes. playground. And so I've got yeah. so much to experiment with. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, life is a great, uh, as I mentioned to you, this lab that it is. Life itself is the lab as well. Um, as we begin to experiment, as we begin to break away from some of the formulas that our parents were accustomed to using, we wanted to experiment with different formulas. And so we began to create different things. Um, I think that society as a whole, the boundary by which they ta- keep us is normal, normality. That is the boundary that holds us from going beyond. You know about that, they talk about that fence, that invisible fence that we, we put up where animals don't go past and all that stuff. They do that with humans and they say, that invisible fence in my eyes is normality. You're not normal. Well, really, what is that? Where, what do you, what is your concept of normal? Because you're telling me I can't go beyond certain place because if I go beyond there, I am not normal. So I think that fence, Charlene, is uh, that the society as usual uh, is that normality. And because 
most people that are on this journey, one of the ingredients that I see that is common amongst all of them is that they're a little different. <laughs> and because we are a little different, and it's usually from a young age, we become students of people. We're, it's uh, inquisitiveness that causes us we are a little more reserved and in certain areas, but that reservedness is not a form of weakness. It is more of a a studious uh, um, uh, way by which we are taking in information and deciphering information as uh, we identify behaviors and why people behave. So talk to me about the fact that, because I know how music, so at what point did you start to gravitate to the... Um, the energy of music as an individual? Gorgeous question. What's interesting is, though I've been, somehow I've been a musician as my life for over 20 years, and I've mm -hmm. only just now, as I lovingly joke until I find the correct words, I've only just in the last year and a half, two years, accepted music as my savior. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what I say. Yeah. Um, music, I mean, the very clear distinction in my head was, is when I moved in with my father and about mm -hmm. when I was 13 going into high school and I'd grown up with my mom bouncing back and forth through trailers and shelters and houses and lives and school districts and this and that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really held her together was Christianity and the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. Um, though she wasn't stark about it, it, it still was yeah. this thing. And so it was a lot of, uh, if, if we were listening to music, it was Christian music. And I remember on the school bus hearing the Spice Girls on a boom box <laughs> that the bus driver yeah. had. And I thought, one, oh my goodness, I'm going to hell. And then two, <laughs> I love this. I must be going to like deep hell. <laughs> and three, I can't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and and I that was the first time that I felt it, right? This like part of like, whoa, music yeah. is a thing. A yeah. thing that I never could even imagine. I don't know if I've had that experience with other things like sports or visual art or dancing. It's it mm -hmm. it's very much like, whoa, that is that is something. And so moving in with my dad in high school, he always had people over in the living room and they were all, we had an acoustic guitar and people would always pick yeah. up an acoustic guitar. And so not only now did I hear the Spice Girls, but I heard people mm. playing music. Like, what? Yeah. People do yeah. that? Vegetables don't come from a can, you know, <laughs> like the, the root and the tangibility of things. Yeah. And, and I think from there, it just was, um, I had grown up very much alone and, you know, different, very, 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 very different. And yeah. music was the force and energy that held me laying, laying on the floor in the middle of doing homework or taking breaks or any kind of emotional feeling. It was just music constantly. I used to mm -hmm. measure time by records, you know, I didn't yeah. know if it was two yeah. hours, but it was three CDs, you know. <laughs> 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 and and so it goes and so it goes it just keeps enveloping and 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 my relationship to music and music to me I keep feeling like the most it is the most pure relationship of unadulterated love it feels mm -hmm. like a like the kind of love that maybe people try to describe their mothers or their mothers or their fathers yeah, or, yeah. or God or whatever. And for me, music, yeah. I'm always held by it. It's always there. And it, yeah. especially when I get to play it, I, I remember having this realization like, holy, like songs are my angels coming through mm -hmm. me, through my voice to tell me what's going on. And it's like, am yeah. I listening? Am I? And, and what better way to hear what you need to do than through your own voice, which is why I need these different names for it. So I can be like, okay, where's that one coming from? And, and yeah. what do I do with it? Where do I plant it? How do I water it? Um, how do we dance? 
That's a long, I go on rants. So music, (laughs) the Spice Girls. (laughs) I, I, um, uh, this is how I got into music. I, um, was, uh, visiting, I was, one of my best friends was the, uh, the bass player for a church band. So I would go to church and hang out with, with them while they were practicing because then Lenny and I would go and do whatever we needed to do and stuff like that. And he had to leave for college. And the next thing I know, they gave me a bass and said, here, uh, you have to learn these songs. They wrote the notes down and they gave me a tape and they're like, we have a gig and X in, in this amount of time and good luck. Uh, so <laughs> that's how I learned. And I actually wanted to, and I started playing this thing and just practicing day in, uh, I mean, a hundred hours a day if I could. And that's how I started. And, um, I gravitated from there. I got into rock and roll. I love rock and roll, you know, mm-hmm. had my long hair and uh, my white guitar. And uh, we would get into the studio and turn everything up to 11 like they did. And, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, so we, I just loved the power that came out of that. And then I moved from that into jazz and all the different things. So I know the power of what music does. In my life, and all of my friends and families will tell you that I believe the energy that is in music, especially in my home, I would put on my music and it is there to greet me when I come in because I have my home saturated with that energy that I choose that I want to come home to so that once I open the door, that energy is there to greet me. Uh, usually it's, it would be like some good, uh, my jazz music because it would bring me down from the onslaught of people's, um, behavior all through the day. So I would need to come home. And so my music was the tool by which home, this place became home. And so, um, I, w- it was there to hold me hug me, bring me down, massage me, take me down and so that I can then be able to function and uh, behave correctly. <laughs> and so I understand the power of what it does. And I think uh, it can take an individual. It is a tool by which once I learned how uh, to meditate, I would coupled my meditation with my music and I would travel galaxies, and I had to learn how to control that because I would go places where sometimes I went too fast. So I had to learn. Music is a very powerful tool, um, and when utilized, it can grow the human spirit to a degree that is much faster than one without music. So continue to dance, Charlene. Continue to dance. I want you to talk to me about, because I know some of those things for someone that is different, you have to deal with a lot of fun stuff that people, assumption of your differentness, um, uh, they make say things that in some cases people will assimilate into their belief system and later on in life have to expel. Talk to me about some of those things. If any, did you accept people's opinion of you did you accept it into you and caused it to become a reality in your mind the laboratory (laughs) it always goes keeps going very much the experiments are are always happening yeah i feel um the first the first inkling that happens in me is there's some voice from when I was younger that I feel in my mind's eye was my mother in some sort of fit of, what the heck am I doing here? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe I was one, maybe I was two. I I can feel it. And this voice of like, you know, uh, everything bad that happens is your fault. You are the mm-hmm. reason we are here. You, the, it's your fault. It's your fault. I'm like this. It's your fault. I have. It's. I felt, and growing up with that voice, then also became the responsibility to fix 
all of the yeah. things that were yeah. not mine at all. And, and yeah. so in trying to fix them became your love is not enough. You are not enough. Yeah. Um, and, and that feedback loop of, of trauma until I realized that at a certain point, I'm the one now repeating that. That's the voice. When's the last mm -hmm. time someone else told me this? It's, it's me. Yeah. And so I yeah. can stop. Um, beyond that, I had a lot of teachers and counselors and doctors very verbally and distinctly tell me that my creativity was my disease and that I was mm -hmm. not being responsible in treating that, i.e. depression medicine or being normal yeah. or subscribing to routine that all the normal kids and people subscribe yeah. to. Mm -hmm. And so then taking that and putting it into music world where the music you have no genre we don't know where to put you you're not responsible mm -hmm. you don't care about music you if you did you know these rules and each time feeling very much like that um they're all the voicings of the same thing over different yeah. chapters and i feel it that that sort of mm, the reflection of the fear of not so much that I'm different, but that they want to be and they can't figure out. I remember just being as a kid, never feeling, um, and still to this day, I'm so strange and I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's kind yeah. of my litmus test of if people react to me in, in a way that, um, I've been able to now when they're trying to put me into boxes or creating some sort of criteria to which I'll never fit, I hear them. I hear them, yeah. not me. Yeah, yeah. And that's been a long, long, long journey. But I think that biggest part of thinking, you know, I think especially for creative people, you're saying mm -hmm. you need the darkness. And I think bull get really honed in on if I don't have the darkness, I can't create. And yeah. and so then keep themselves stuck in it. As in the darkness, yep. Yes, as opposed they, they, to... Um, is, as you said, go ahead, uh, as opposed to moving out of it, I think it's just there um, is a temporary thing. And I use people, um, you know, my background, as I, uh, people hear me say, you know, that I came out of uh, Christianity. God didn't stay in the darkness. He created this beautiful thing. And then after he created, he, he, he went on vacation. He's like, yeah, this is beautiful stuff, you know. And he just chilled. And actually said he took a day off and he just chilled out. And who knows, he went to the beach and whatever else, you know, and just just had a break. And it is not for us to stay in the darkness. I mean, the darkness is simply there to help us create. And we move forward, um, but <clears throat> we don't stuck at it. You get stuck in it. I, I love what you had said about the fact, and this is what I say to you, the norm, that terminology normal to me. Um, in every genre, every aspect of life, you'll find it. Business, school, church, uh, music, whatever it is, there is that um, uh, invisible line that is normal. And no one knows where it is, but it's there. And they uh, come at you constantly because you are a little different from the from what they perceive as normal and they cannot classify you. They called us our band indie music because they that's what they do with that that genre. They just don't know how to classify them. So they made up this thing and they call indie music. What is indie music? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but but they just created this thing and stuck everyone in there that they can't understand. And so um, it is just the way how society behave and how the collective in the programming uh, feel that comes to us. It is our responsibility to recognize it. And once we are awake uh, to the fact that this is a program and you now are recognizing the programmers as they began to speak, you look at them and go, oh, that's you, you know, not me. And so our life is to recognize the programmers as we continue to move from one space to another. Every space has a different programmer. Um, and so 
That's what they do. That's how they exist because we are greater um, than the sum of all of their things that they teach. I guess uh, Morpheus is still looking for Neil <laughs> to pull us out of that that uh, matrix, you know. And so uh, everyone is is hooked up to this this matrix, and and to only a few people are able to be unhooked and. Um, those that are stayed in are those that are normal. So to me, that is a scary place. I just don't like it. I, I just don't know. There's no flavor there. It's one-dimensional people. Um, boring people, actually. But I got to keep my mind shut because I have a podcast um, <laughs> to, to do. I don't want to get any hate mails. <laughs> I don't like normal. Anyway, um <laughs> I want you to talk to me about your music because when you are performing or when you are in that zone, um, the oneness that you feel uh, with God, with the universe, with everything, there's a oneness that you feel when you get into this performance, when you lock in. I mean, I would close my eyes and I would play. I, 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 I believe that everyone... <clears throat> is in form in some form of voyeurism especially when you are uh, performing and so i never played for anyone i played for me i i would hug my bass my head would be on on the thing and i'm like just playing and i'd be gone and um <clears throat> i know that place talk to me about that oneness as to how do you how do you function how do you accept yourself within that space and uh, explain to the people a little from your side what it means to be there mm. it's so beautiful that you are also a musician to to speak in this particular language that I feel <laughs> um, even people who play music aren't necessarily musicians uh, yeah. I, I'm, I kind of make the distinction a musician versus an artist, and I feel like we're artists, mm -hmm. and musicianship yeah. is more of the business uh, normality yeah. function of it, the container for yeah. it. In, in music world, I know that I've, you know how people, especially in sports, you watch playback so you can learn what happened mm -hmm. in the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't, on the, f the very few occasions that I've watched or listen to live performances that someone has captured. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I know it's a great show when I have complete amnesia. About, I'm like, <laughs> I said what? Yeah. I did. What? I didn't even <laughs> know I played that song. What is? This? Yeah. Because you're mm -hmm. just in flow. Yeah. Not yeah. thinking. Not just just allowing. And I think that part for me has been the journey of music and performing is realizing. Um, one when you're when you're trying when you're attempting to open yourself up um, one of my friends call them bus drivers so many things mm -hmm. are speaking within you to shut you down to to yeah. to create pressure on that space you're creating within yourself for the flow and yeah. and so it, at first it became a meditation of keeping those being able to functionally move those to the back where they're still screaming, mm -hmm. but they're not in the front of the mix, and yeah. and to keep yep. to keep holding, finding music, keep finding it, finding your center, keep holding on, but not grasping and and allowing yourself to just get back, get back there, get back. And now, now it's sort of just um, this. I remember the freedom that happened when I realized yeah. that I am. I remember even saying on the microphone, "I don't, need, I don't care about you guys." I know it doesn't, and that's not how it sounds, but I realized yeah. this is for me and to play music yeah. for me, it's my meditation and you get to witness. Um, yes. and the more I find when I'm alone, I can do that instantaneously and drop mm -hmm. in when I'm around all the other energies. I've, I'm on, that's my new dance. My new creative yeah. laboratory is to, to figure out how to, allow those energies to be at bay or bay. Mm -hmm. um, lower so in the mix it, yeah. so I can do yes. that m more mm -hmm. authentically, bigger, bolder, yeah. freer. 
And music is that. And it's beautiful because it's also always moving. Right? It's not mm-hmm. just the stagnant thing that then you're reflecting on. It's that you're, it's a constant dance to stay yeah. centered, um, like on a ship, <laughs> uh, to keep yeah. your gravity. But that, that part for music, I really empathize with holding your bass and feeling those, those vibrations with a tool that is allowing you to transport yourself. Um, yeah. And, and it's be, a great place. It's an inc- it is a very magical and powerful place. I, I, yeah. I've been triggering some people, especially in the punk rock, rock and roll land. I found a lot, a grand majority of the incredible musicians I've met um, and created with have all come from playing music for the church, going through mm-hmm. different sorts of losing their faith, finding new faith and, and yeah, the zeal yeah. that comes. It's like you born singing to God, but someone else is God. And then to have the boldness to allow yourself to realize that this is for, this is, this is something yeah. beyond words and yeah. guidelines, um, creates so much soul. Um, and, mm-hmm. and what a, what a sight to, to witness yeah. music allowing that for anyone to yeah. let go if if wanting <laughs> yes, or bold absolutely. enough. <laughs> I, I never, um, I tried learning to read music. I, 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 can, I can, you know, but not really good. But I, I tell guys, what are the notes? And they'll tell me, and, and I will start playing. And um, I know how to put myself within the space because I've played for so long. Um, and uh, I will hear the song. Once I close my eyes, I literally see the notes coming. I don't, I don't even look at someone. I, I literally see them coming. And that's why I'm able to close my eyes. And a lot of times when I'm playing, and I'd open my eyes, and people be staring at me, and I have no idea what I did or what 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 went on because I was so lost. But um, uh, um, everyone was always staring at me, and I, I couldn't. I was like, eh, you know. Um, but it was this zone that I would go in, and I would hear the music. I would close off, and. Um, but I remember that one man, I've played for so many crowds and everything, but that one man, I would look at him and I would zone in with him and I would see him when he's, uh, when that music starts to take him to the next level. And so uh, I would respond based on how he was moving. And I would see this little old guy who was just... Came in, he looked like he was out of the 60s, straight out of um, Woodstock. And uh, uh, I just loved his energy. And um, I will never, ever forget him um, in my playings. And um, uh, when we had stopped playing because the place had, uh, the guy had sold it. And um, they wanted to go a different route. And uh, after we left... Uh, the place closed down. No one kept going there. It's just ridiculous. But um, uh, I know what it is to be in that space, Charlene. It is a um, hard to explain to someone if they're not there. Uh, as you said, uh, people that listen to music and not listening to the artistry of the music, there's a difference um, uh, that when I listen to some of the musicians and stuff like that, I can know who is who. Uh, they make like a little, a little shaker. They'll just do that, and then that's it. And it, it was the most rich, richest sound that you could ever produce on that song on that specific moment. And it is those type of stuff that I love when I listen to music. Uh, you hear the the grand scheme of the song, but there is much happening within the space of the song that people need to listen to because I think once you get to that level, when you hear a song, you're like, oh my God, Um, what it does to the human spirit is incredible. Um, I want you to talk to me, Charlene, about um, 
some of the things that you are thinking, I know as creators, I mentioned to you even in the space of music, um, how is it going these days as to the energy that is around us? What type of music are you sensing within your spirit based on the chaotic energy that is just, I think, overflowing to a degree that... Um, we are watching it every day from different, all over the place. Talk to me as a musician, as a someone who's connected to the spirit realm by the music. Talk to me about the energy that you feel today in the world and what it does and what do you want to produce from that space. <laughs> you do love questions because you're great at them. That's a beautiful art. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So thank you. I I I think listening to music that is not felt and speaking to people who do not listen. If you're not listening, you can't ask questions, not real ones. Yeah. And, and these are mm -hmm. very fruitful, and I really appreciate. Um, I feel the 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 energy of the world. I used to feel it like whiplash. You know, I I equate it yeah. to. Just a hurricane. I'm in a. I am in my own hurricane first and foremost, amidst mm -hmm. a world of billions of hurricanes. Um, mm -hmm. And to find my center and kneel in it, find the eye mm -hmm. of the hurricane and just kneel, surrender there. Don't hold on. Don't brace yourself. Just I'm here. Um, I feel is what music does for me. Mm -hmm. Is it allows me. A, a practice to get there and stay there and, mm -hmm. and to know what it feels like, know what it sounds like. And in this world, especially right now, I feel that the energy of the general populace is one of waking up in a way that we've been so far away from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I, I, when I was in Ecuador and the plane stopped because there was a global pandemic. I had no idea what any of this meant. We didn't know it was immediate, just third world country. And I remember just feeling a strange elation. Like, I, finally, like I, something, this needed to happen. I'm so excited to see what this pause does for people. Yes. And I think in just a little bit, it planting the seed of, of, I need to get back home. What is it? Mm -hmm. um, and, that creating sort of a vacuum of, oh, home. What what am I doing? I feel like it threw everyone into a midlife crisis. And some yeah. people crawl out of that, and some mm -hmm. people crawl in. And, yeah. and right now I feel folks really needing, mm, thirsty for a leader in terms of as human beings, we really are somehow programmed to need permission. We need permission to love. We need permission to play. We need permission, especially as grown-ups. It's like, wait, so I'm allowed to dance like this? I'm allowed to close my yeah, eyes and yeah. just play like this? They're all looking at me. They, do I need permission? And that man in the corner gave you permission. Right? And, yeah, yeah. And those, those little elements. And for me, musically... Um, I don't see note, I don't hear note, I don't read music, but I mm -hmm. feel it in my body. Yeah, yeah. And then when I yep. feel it, it's like it's programmed in there and I know and I can get back there immediately. But someone asked mm -hmm. me about, no, I have no idea. And also the same way with <laughs> genre or type or energetic attempts at something. Sometimes I like to, when I'm really angry about things like, I wrote a song about Applebee's and just corporations in general. And, and those yeah. things that are very mind are, there's sort of a, an energy that you want to capture. But aside mm -hmm. from that, the energy of, as I feel the energy of the world and music as my meditation, it's just this like giving myself permission and sharing that to give other people permission. And that's, yeah. that's the energy I feel from the world is, is someone, everyone needing kind of a mother and a father within yeah. themselves to come out and go, okay, I've always wanted to do this. Is that okay? I don't, who, yeah. who do we look for, to as grownups? Is that God, politicians? Is that okay? And it's like, yeah. what about you? Do you, is yeah. it, 
how do you feel? What, what is、yeah. that? Where is that? And musically, that's always what's swirling within me. And it's、uh, such a beautiful experiment in my laboratory to be able to hear what that sounds like once I come back. Yeah. Yeah. I think,、um, you you're、again? one of the few that I,、uh, heard look at the onset of the, um, the, the pandemic as, as a good thing. And I'll tell you why. Um, because I believe of all the things that here was a disease that came and hit at the heart of human, the ability to connect. What did that force us to do? It kind of forced you to look within yourself. You had to stay home. You got to start. You can only look at so much TV before you start losing your mind because we don't understand the purpose of TV.、Um, Uh, that uh, uh, I had a friend of mine, he said, the reason why we abuse the drugs is because we don't understand the purpose of the drug. And that was a powerful thing. And so we have these,、uh, it came and it forced us to look inside. And we began to look at, it gave us a pause, as you said. What is important to me? Why am I working at this job? What is, and we began to question everything that was around us. We now began to turn to the corporations and start looking at it.、Uh, no, I want more. And we're making demands that they're now saying, oh, we'll pay you that money that you're asking. Why didn't you pay me before? Because they were greedy.、Uh, they could have paid you a long time ago. And so the change now turned into an inward change. Then the corporations now are now looking at themselves, going, wait a minute, we need to do a different change because our, our employees. And I believe now what we're looking at, Sean, is the world have an opportunity. We're looking, I believe that shift is happening. The politicians are looking at it. Now the world as, as countries are looking at needing to make change. I don't know where it's going to go, I don't know what it's going to look like. When it's all shaken up, but I know this is going to be something else.、Um, we don't know.、Uh, it's birth for a child is born. Birth is messy. I was there when my kids were born. It was a mess. But I remember when that nurse cleaned up that mess and gave that mess into my hand. I was a different person. And so. Birth is a painful thing. It is messy, but you got some beautiful kids out of it. <laughs> so,、uh, we don't know what it's going to look like.、Uh, I don't know what the next phase of our experiment that is happening within the world, but I,、uh, I encourage everyone to live in a state of expectancy.、Um, challenge what is normal.、Um, normal is the I believe in every arena, it is that invisible line that we need to ask the question. As you said, give yourself permission to dance. Why not? I dance.、Um, I remember uh, driving uh, one night, I、uh, was just driving in, in, in Manhattan, and you know, just, I just stopped my car. I was listening to this music. I stopped my car and pulled over on the sidewalk, opened my, my door. And I grabbed this lady and I started dancing in the middle of the sidewalk in the street. And she's looking at me. I'm like, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, let's dance. We are alive. I said, just dance with me. And she looked at me and she finally、um, surrendered. And I think that's one of the things that we have to face, Charlotte. We have to come to a place of surrendering.、Um, and once she surrendered, we had this beautiful time dancing. Other people began to come and dance from me, just parking my car and opening the door and grabbing this woman to dance. We had a, a whole ton of people started dancing from just something silly like that because I just wanted to dance. And,、um, but sometimes you just have to surrender. I surrendered to it. I wanted it to dance. And once、um, uh, she surrendered, she and I danced. Everyone looked and they started surrendering. And we created this crazy thing. And then this guy jumped in his car and took off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Okay, I'm done, <laughs> you know. So,、uh, life is like that. And、mm -hmm. so, you have to learn how to surrender. And I said 
that to say this. I don't know what this world is going. I don't know. But it's uh, we need to surrender in some aspects, even in our journey. We need to surrender in order to go to the next space. Um, when you're stuck, surrender. Um, it is why you're stuck, because you haven't surrendered. And once you surrender, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, Charlene, I want to thank you for coming by Threads of Enlightenment. What a pleasure you have deposited so much. Um, I haven't talked about music in this fashion in such a long time. And I truly, 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 truly thank you for coming by and engaging and depositing your energy, especially in my life today. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating the space to allow that and to have this conversation. It is very affirming and that people like you exist out there. I'm finding, of course you do, but musically it's, you just keep swimming to the light, right? I know yeah. there are people that can feel it the way I feel, not the way I yeah. feel it, but it's viscerally and allow themselves yeah. that visceral connection so i'm grateful so grateful to be here and to have this conversation and to work to finally connect <laughs> thank you yes <laughs> thank you everyone who's listening to this broadcast we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, Invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this broadcast. We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.